Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is your call to worship for the fourth Saturday in October. Today is October the 20th. 2020, I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I uh, bring you a great welcome from my pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and welcome to the Saturday evening worship service of Refuge from the Storm Church. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Again, good evening to some and good afternoon to others. What a joy it is to be in your presence today, to be in the presence of our Lord. We come into his presence, and when we look at all that God has done for us and all that he has given us, we cannot help but praise him. We cannot help but worship him. He is the God who opens doors that we think are shut, and he's the God that can turn around circumstances and situations that seem upside down. He's indeed the God who can do anything but fail. We welcome you today's service where Jesus is lifted up for all people and God's word is honored. We welcome all of you who have come to worship with us we extend a special welcome to our uh, new vis- visitors and listeners. It's our heart's desire to engage the targeted community in uh, North America and indeed around the world so that you may be encouraged and filled with hope and filled with purpose on this life's journey. Again, we say welcome and thank you for coming today. I would like to uh, ask that you bear with us. Uh, we are getting some um, some things resituated, so just bear with us today as we go and worship God in spirit and in truth. And remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. I'd like to introduce our worship serving team today. We have, as always, our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. And we also have um, our worship leader, Elder Carolyn Cunningham, who will lead us in our invocation and our invitation to giving. On TalkShoe, we have Brother uh, Bob Pierce, who is our TalkShoe manager. Today we'll be led in altar prayer by Sister Sharon Taylor and our invitation to discipleship will be offered by um, Elder Carolyn Cunningham, I believe, 
in the absence of Sister Helena Thompson, and please pray for Helena as she's not feeling well today. And through the service, we have several expressions of appreciation for Pastor uh, Millicent today. I would like to remind you that today is the culmination of Pastors and Clergy Appreciation uh, Month, and today is Pastors Appreciation Day. Now, this is a time when we all have an opportunity to express our gratitude and our appreciation to our pastor. A reminder, our theme is Kept by His Grace which is based on 1 Corinthians, the 5th chapter and the 10th verse. And it reads again, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was, it, that was within me. And we would like to thank Pastor Millicent for all the many ways that she has shown love and care to this body of Christ. A pastor, I used to have um, a pastor in San Antonio that used to say to his young pastors who, who uh, they're called to, to preach, that unless you have the can't, C-A-N apostrophe T, help it, don't do it. If you can help it, don't do it. But I thank God that you had the can't help it you couldn't help but respond to the call of the Holy Spirit. So Pastor Millicent, I thank you for being a persistent follower of Christ. I thank you for your persistence in faith. Uh, Pastor Millicent, I thank you for stepping into your calling. You are clothed indeed in righteousness. Uh, Pastor, we thank you for releasing the spirit of this great desire for corporate prayer, instilling in us the need, the desire, the want to pray, and to study the word of God into this church. I thank you for extending the door of invitation to other TIs to come in and taste and see that the Lord is good. I thank you for always speaking the ironic blessing over us over these God's people. And I thank you for every time you've answered a phone call from someone at 2 a.m., at 1 a.m., at 3 a.m. in the morning. Pastor, I thank you for every hour, for every minute, for every second that I know you've spent preparing to say, thus says the Lord. For every sermon you preached, I say thank you because it was intended to stir us up and to encourage us. And for every time you've interceded on our behalf in prayer, the prayer of a church member, uh, it didn't stop there, the prayer of a, of a friend of a friend of a church member, even to a non-believer, I say thank you, Pastor, for every struggle, for every challenge that you've pressed past to meet us right here, most of us never having met in person, only responding to, the, to our hearts, desire to be close to God. So, Pastor, I thank you for the power that you've allowed for God to work in you through the Holy Spirit. You're indeed a jewel 
on this God's earth. So I, I thank you indeed, Pastor, for especially every time that when you really wanted to say no, you've responded yes to the Holy Spirit. So thank you. Personally, thank you, and I thank you on behalf of Refuge from the Storm Church family. Now going a little further in our announcements, to our announcements, Next Sunday, we invite you to come back and join in with us as we uh, celebrate and acknowledge all of our ministry team leaders as we um, celebrate Clergy Appreciation Day, and that would include Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Minister Juanita Purdy, Pastors Terrence and Pamela Wilson, and Pastor Deidre Sterling Williams. So join us again where we can come together and express our gratitude for their unbroken commitment and loyalty to this body of Christ and to God, to the work of God. Also, we continue to meet this coming Wednesday night for the Embracing Purpose Small Group Bible Study. It's indeed been a, a blessing as facilitated by Pastor Millicent, and we will return to our regular Bible study time uh, later in November when this particular study is done. And Pastor would also like to invite those of you who uh, are interested in the Next Generation Support Group Ministry that she began a couple of months ago, I believe. And it meets, they meet, meet each Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, they meet by Zoom, I believe, so please reach out to Pastor Millicent at mgrace321 at gmail.com, or you may reach her at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org for more information and or for the Zoom link. So I thank you for your attention to the announcements, and if um, you need a reminder of what's going on this coming week, please Check out our newsletter as sent to you each week, or please check out the church's website at refugefromthestormchurch.org um, as maintained by our, our wonderful uh, webmaster, Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey, for a reminder. And as we go higher in worship, we're calling on the Holy Spirit to enliven us and just to flow through us as we direct our, our focus wholly on God, um, as we are led in worship, as we're led in prayer, as we're led in praise and music and onto the preached word, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you today. And please don't let anything that may happen to this worship service other than worship and praise deter you from showing your love and adoration to God. Now, after we've had an opening song sung by uh, Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey, Elder Carolyn will come and lead us through the remainder of the worship service. And please be blessed in worship today. Amen. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Amen. Um, this evening I'll be singing Blessed Assurance. Blessed 
assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. All the day long, perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. All the day long, perfect <clears throat> submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed, watching and waiting. We're looking above, we're filled with his goodness, and we're lost in his love. So this is our story, and this is our song, we're praising our Savior all the day long. 
This is our story. This is our song. We're praising our Savior all the day long. Thank you, Sister Cheryl, for that beautiful hymn leading us into the worship service today. The scripture selected for today is Psalm 1. Blessed is the person who does not follow the advice of wicked people, take the path of sinners, or join the company of mockers. Rather, he delights in the teachings of the Lord and reflects on his teachings day and night. He is like a tree planted beside streams, a tree that produces fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. He succeeds in everything he does. Wicked people are not like that. Instead, they are like husks that the wind blows away. That is why wicked people will not be able to stand in the judgment and sinners will not be able to stand where righteous people gather. The Lord knows the way of righteous people, but the way of wicked people will end. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, and we praise you as the one and only true God who has dominion over all of us and over all creation. Lord, we call on your Holy Spirit to provide us with discernment when we need to heed your word in Psalm 4610, to be still and know that you are God. Lord, help us to listen to the Holy Spirit when we need to take action to do your will, whether it's in our personal lives, as a group, or as a community. Give us the discernment to know your will for us in all situations. We ask you to cultivate in us the desire to know your will and not ours. We often choose the path that we want for ourselves because we think we know what is best. Forgive us, Lord, when we brush aside the other path that comes from your Holy Spirit. You never fail us, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord for reigning supreme in our lives, regardless of how our exterior lives look to the enemy who prides himself on robbing us of earthly benefits. Lord, you enrich every aspect of our lives beyond measure. Help us to see it. As verse 6, the last verse of Psalm 1 tells us, the Lord knows the way of righteous people, but the way of wicked people will end. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the occasion today.
Amen. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. Good afternoon to all listeners on this worship call. We thank you for being with us to praise and worship God and to celebrate Pastor Appreciation Day as we express our gratitude for our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. This occasion is not one that Refuge from the Storm Church started. For those not familiar with Pastor Appreciation Month, which is October, it was historically a celebratory event for decades in many church denominations before it became commercialized in the early 1990s with Hallmark cards and Focus on the Family media segments. It started as Clergy Appreciation Day for all clergy engaged in the ministry of the church. The occasion is biblically based and is first presented by the Apostle Paul in his letter in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Let the elders who rule well, who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. As Paul outlined in this scripture, pastors have the double honor of preaching and teaching. In churches, this charge becomes an all-encompassing role of overseeing the needs of the entire congregation, small groups, families, and individuals. It involves astute decision-making the appropriate delegation of duties and tasks, and many other ministerial activities. This role has a special call to do all these things with love and compassion, honoring God in all they do, which makes it more unusual than a secular job. Because of this, the congregation should be cognizant of the extraordinary factors of a pastor's call to minister. And so, Refuge from the Storm Church honors Pastor Millicent Black today for all that she does for us by giving glory to God. Reverend Dr. Millicent Yvonne Black is well-qualified educationally and spiritually, to lead refuge from the Storm Church. He was born and raised in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. She was licensed and ordained in 1989 and has served in the church and in Christian organizations since she was a young adult, including founder of Fellowship of Christian Women, Hope for the Hurting Ministries, and she served as Vice President of Outreach on the West Tennessee Area Board of Women's Aglow International. Currently, she serves as Pastor of Refuge from the Storm Church, a conference called Church that seeks to offer a spiritual community for those who deal with organized stalking and electronic harassment. She holds a master's degree in marriage and family therapy from Trevecca Nazarene University in Nashville, Tennessee. 
She received her Doctor of Ministry degree in Christian Education and Social Justice in 2015 while she was targeted and a a Master of Arts in Christian Ministries degree in 2016, both from United Theological Seminary in Dayton, Ohio. She continues her education through training as an advocate for victims of domestic violence. Reverend Black is an advocate, researcher, and looks forward to continuing her work in providing hope for the hurting and pursuing some personal interests like publishing or dissertation. Titled, Empowering Women Who Suffer in Silence from Domestic Abuse. From Victimhood to Voice Recovered and Restored. And she also plans to write a book about her experiences in this lawless society of targeting. This book seeks to develop a model to train church and community leaders to become vehicles of empowerment, recovery, and restoration for victims and survivors of domestic abuse. The problem, as she saw it, was the church's lack of care and support for women who suffer from the effects of domestic abuse. The hypothesis was that when church memberships become instruments of healing and domestic abuse survivors would be willing to seek refuge in the church, this project was tested using a mixed method approach from observations, Bible study, a workshop, and pre and post test. The desired outcome is having the women leave this experience empowered with voices to address their abuses in a socio-religious context. Pastor Millsett is the proud mother of two daughters and two grandchildren. She has started a new petition at change.org asking the President and Congress to investigate law enforcement agencies that ignore the pleas of victims of domestic abuse. When Pastor Millicent began her journey as a young adult minister in the church, I'm sure she had no idea that God would prepare her to lead a ministry of individuals in a community such as ours. We thank God that she embraced his call for further education and training in his word that would serve him, herself, and others who endure the inhumane treatment of targeting. Many of us are as cruelly targeted through brick-and-mortar churches as we are targeted through all other venues, including but not limited to stores, restaurants, medical facilities, government offices, entertainment facilities, events such as parties, weddings, dinners, and even at funerals. For those of us who are regular churchgoers, it is especially painful to think about being physically separated from the church. We've erroneously come to associate the physical church with the only true earthly place where the presence of God is. But when we come to understand through the Holy Spirit that God wants us to fully embrace his omnipresence, 
we become capable of honoring him and worshiping him apart from a brick-and-mortar church. In our brokenness from betrayals and other humiliating abuses from church members, we become fully ready for the Holy Spirit to begin empowering and strengthening our spirit. We spend time alone with God and his word, learning about him and his promises to us. We learn who we truly are in the eyes of God, and we learn that this is the only truth that matters. This state of grace is at once a comforting and a strong place to be. But God does not want us to stay in this place. His son Jesus reveals to us multiple times in the New Testament that we are to become part of a community of believers in God, in Jesus and in the Holy Spirit. That is why we were part of that brick and mortar church community in the first place. But it was not the one that God God wanted for us. In Colossians 3.15, Paul tells us, to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. This exhortation of Paul does not occur in a church where one is targeted. And more importantly, in keeping with God's commandments and exemplified by the life of Jesus, the church, according to Paul in Ephesians 4.16, says, from Christ the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Refuge from the Storm Church attempts to follow God's commandment to love with God at its helm and under the tutelage of Pastor Millicent and all church participants. Pastor Nielsen has worked tirelessly for nearly five years to offer the best of what brick-and-mortar churches offer without targeting and with love. We have weekly Saturday worship services, weekly Bible studies, early morning weekday prayer calls three times a week, second Saturday monthly early morning prayer calls by Minister Juanita, and other prayer calls offered by Minister Juanita. And Pastor Nielsen recently started weekly group counseling sessions for younger people who are targeted. Pastor Nielsen has nurtured all of us to utilize gifts some of us never knew we had to give glory to God. In this way, and in so many other ways, she has made her heart receptive to the Holy Spirit. We give all the glory to God for her ministry of refuge from the Storm Church. Now, uh, what will follow is uh, Sister Sharon Tanner. She will offer the altar prayer. It will be followed by an expression of appreciation and encouragement by Sister Loretta. Amen. Amen. Father, 
In the name of Jesus, Lord, we do come before you with a grateful heart. Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by his blood. Lord, we come before you in your Holy Spirit with thanksgiving and praise and adoration to you. Just praising you, O God, for one more opportunity that you've given to us to gather on this call, to praise your holy name, to bless your holy name, God. And then, God, to encourage and uplift Pastor Millicent. Father, we thank you for this ministry. Father, we thank you that you called her to this purpose. Father, we thank you for the many souls and the many lives that have been touched, that have been strengthened, that have been encouraged, that have been empowered. God, just knowing that there is someone, God, that is trusting and believing in you and encouraging others to do the same. Father, I thank you that you're the same God to all of us. And, Father, I thank you for allowing her, God, to lead the charge. Father, I praise you, O God, for everything, every gift that you've placed on the inside of her. And I thank you, O God, for giving her a spirit, God, where she is willing to share that gift with us. Father, I praise you for this ministry. I thank you, O God, that it helps us, O God, in challenges that we never, ever heard of, things that we never thought we would go through, things that we never thought we would experience, yet we found ourselves here. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, that you allowed this ministry to be in effect, God, so that we can still, God, call on your name, depend on you by faith, trust you no matter what we're walking through, watch perseverance happen within the leader, and, God, we continue to persevere. So, Father, I thank you for the example of follow me as I follow Christ. And so, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that she's following you. She's letting your spirit guide her. And, Father, I praise you, God, that as she yields herself to you, so we follow you, and we follow her as she follows Christ. And so, God, I thank you that the blessing is upon her. Father, I thank you that your favor is upon her. Father, I thank you that your wisdom is in her. I thank you, O oh God, that you're liberally pouring it out to her, that she wants nothing, that she lacks in nothing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree the perfection of Jesus Christ, who perfects all that concerns us. Father, I declare in the name of Jesus everything that concerns her. God, we declare it is perfected in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for strengthening her, God, when she feels weak, in her body, God, when she feels like she can't go another step. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the empowerment of your Holy Spirit. God, that gives her that mind to persevere, to move forward. Father, we speak life and health unto her body. Father, we speak strength unto her mind. Father, we speak to every cell in her body. We command her soul to bless the Lord. We command everything inside of her to just give you praise and honor, O oh God, as you use her for your purpose, recognizing, God, that it is by grace through faith, God, that she performs the good work that you intended for her to perform. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over her family. God, we pray for her daughters and her grandchildren. We pray for her mother in the name of Jesus. We declare, God, that the angels have been given charge 
to keep her in all of her ways, O God. We declare there is a hedge of protection about them in the name of Jesus. We thank you that the adversary is bound from them in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, God, that everything she puts her hands to, it prospers. God, I thank you that in Jesus Christ, she is the blessed. And so she's blessed when she goes out, and she's blessed when she comes in. And, Father, I thank you, according to Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon formed against her shall prosper. Yes, the weapon has been formed, but the purpose, O God, that you have her created for, God, I thank you that it won't prosper. I thank you, O God, that what you've called her to do will prevail, because greater are you within her than he that is in the world. Father, I thank you for the blessing upon every targeted individual, that she's encompassed their lives and touched their lives. And Father, I thank you that personally she's touched mine. And so, God, I praise you for the example of faith. I thank you for the example of perseverance. I thank you for the example of trusting and believing you no matter what she's going through. And God, I thank you for encouraging us in the faith, oh God, to watch her exercise faith, God, and we exercise that same faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, I give you praise, O oh God, and I declare that the work will continue to be performed in her life, O oh God, that you will magnify yourself in her, that your glory will continue to be revealed in her. And, God, I praise you that as your glory is revealed in her, so we follow. And so we are lifted up in Christ Jesus. And so, God, we thank you. We thank you for every member of this church, oh God. We thank you that you allow things to be done decently and in order, that you are the one that's being glorified in all that they put their hands to do. And so, God, we bless you for that. So, Father, we praise you, God. We praise you for this ministry. We praise you for the members from the song services, God, to the newsletter, Sister Gloria, Sister Elder Carolyn, everyone that's on this call, Minister Juanita, Brother Bob. Father, we praise you and those that are joining in. God, we just speak life over all of us and that that your purpose will be fulfilled in us because that's your perfect will. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus, God, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Lord. Now we'll hear from Sister uh, Loretta an expression of appreciation and encouragement. Oh, thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, I'd just like to say just for a moment, um, right from the beginning when I was preparing for this and deciding what I wanted to say and the things I wanted to mention, I decided I wanted to do it in a poem. So it's a poem, and it's for you, Pastor. And without further ado, I'll... uh, bring the reading of it. It's called uh, simply Millicent, a tribute. My pastor's name is Millicent. Millicent is her name. Without whose presence in my life, I would not be the same. I first heard her tell her story on blog talk radio. What a terrifying tale it was of suffering and of woe. She took that suffering and that shame and turned it into glory. But she had decided that it would not be the end of her true story. She is a visionary, pioneered a ministry, 
began a work deliberately for people just like me. Cast off and disenfranchised, hunted and attacked. He provided for us something that we sorely lacked, belonging and purpose, safety and respect, just as we had begun to think that we had nothing left. He named it Refuge from the Storm, as she, her plan, unfurled. And as far as we can tell, there's nothing like it in the world. She does it all with excellence. She does it all with grace. With her pastor's heart, she gathers you in and invites you to this place. She comforted me in tragedy. She ministered to me in grief. Through the hospitalization of my dad, then losing him in death. She talked me home from the hospital on the first night he was there. I didn't have to be alone. She swaddled me in prayer. The connection was lost along the way. She knew I was alone. She called me back till she reached me to be sure that I got home. During that difficult hospital stay, I texted her quite often, blow by blow of what went on. With her counsel, she did soften the grief, the pain, the sorrow, the worry, and the care. I must tell you, Millicent, thank God that you were there. I won't forget your compassion, those prayers I sure did cherish, and without which I think that I most certainly would have perished. Thank you for helping me through it. Thank you for holding my hand. My gratefulness, dear Millicent, this side of heaven you won't understand. So now I'm changing gears a bit because I want you all to see. But it's not all seriousness and grief. Seriously, we do ask why and we do sigh, but laugh we do indeed. Like one Wednesday night when we got off track and wandered in the weeds. The story was told by pastor of a snake that someone found in their sofa in their house, not just like somewhere outside on the ground. The end of the story goes like this, and this is how they got it. They went and got a shotgun out and promptly, fatally shot it. We laughed and laughed till we finally cried. And if you just don't get it, I guess you had to have been there and you would never, ever forget it. When preaching one day, I heard her say a word that grabbed my attention. This word that I had never heard, no, not even a mention. Pericope, that was the word. And now I understand it. But oftentimes now I'll just speak it out loud because it's just so much blessed fun to say it. She's a prayer. She's a warrior. She's a woman of God, tis true. She's our pastor. We adore her. She's God's gift to me and you. Her name means strength of work, and this we've surely seen. I've told you about Pastor Millicent, and now you know what I mean. And so I end my tribute. I hope you cried and laughed. I hope you felt the honor and love intended on your behalf. I pray you feel appreciated, encouraged, and embraced, because without you, there would be no us.
in this lovely, glorious place. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Loretta. Amen. I did. I You're cried welcome. and I laughed. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, thank you, Sister Loretta, for that. Very precious poem. Thank you. Amen. Now, Worshippers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in our community in that we have financial needs to meet our goals. Please help us continue ministering to the targeted community. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, you have several options. You can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent by email at mgrace321gmail.com or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, by email at refugefromstorm at aol.com. Thank you so much. And now we'll have an expression of appreciation and encouragement from Sister Rhonda Pence. Thank you so very much. Uh, God must be inspiring uh, me tonight, or me and Loretta tonight, Sister Loretta, with poetry. Um, I loved your poem, and it brought tears to my eyes. So thank you so much. Mine's a little shorter, and uh, I think it's funny that we both were inspired to recite poems. Um, But I wrote mine back in 1997, and this was well before I knew that I was targeted. But I think it's a poem that can apply to anyone who's a follower of God, and um, I hope that you all enjoy it. I looked up to the sky one desperate night, and I saw God in the stars, the trees, in me. God, I said, I have only one wish. God, I want to know you. God set me on a rock-filled road that night, my journey unclear. God set me on a road that night, that road led me here, led me here tonight to speak the praises of Dr. Millicent Black. I loved your song, Cheryl. I thought it was so appropriate. You have a beautiful voice. And this is our story. This is our song all about targeting. And tonight it's Dr. Black's song and Dr. Black's story. Now, I had the good fortune of meeting Millicent Black, back about a decade ago, a little short of a decade ago, I was targeted as a reporter. I was targeted for an entire year in isolation, severe targeting, and I had no idea what was going on or that I was a targeted individual. And when I got out of this year, this terrifying year, one of the first people that I met, my good fortune, my blessing, Dr. Millicent Black. She 
uh, told me, I guess if you want to say, you know, the ropes. I mean, what was going on in this community? And as a journalist, I was so impressed with her copious notes, her records. She knew what was going on, who was doing this to her, because I had no idea really who was doing what to me. And Dr. Black and I did a lot of activism together, along with a lot of other people. And I, of anyone that I wrote about, it was Dr. Black. It was her story. It was her story that I wanted to promote the most because I thought that she had the most substantial evidence. I had no idea at that time that Dr. Black um, would one day become a pastor and no idea that she would one day be one of the people along my journey with God who saved my life as well as, well as members from uh, Refuge After the Storm, like Gloria. How many times has Gloria saved me when I've been out there starving? Or Cheryl or Elena. And, and a lot of times people think, you know, because I've, I disappeared, my targeting, targeting has been so severe at times. I haven't been able to keep in touch with people, and I think one of the newer members of this church, Jax, probably knows that better than most. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, Jax. I, I might not even be here today if it weren't for Jax. So I hear other strong women on this call, and I think all of us were followers of Dr. Black. And what does that say about Dr. Black? <laughs> Who does the best she could, the best she can, the best she always could, always, all these years, under all these dire circumstances. And to think that Millicent Black became Dr. Black, a pastor, under the most extreme circumstances. My heart is overflowing with gratitude for this church. And if there are people out there <clears throat> On this call, I'm sorry, the enemy attacks my throat all the time. If there are people who are in this church that I haven't named who have helped me, and I don't know who you are, if you want to tell me one day, I will thank you. But these are the people that I know. Um, so back when I met um, Dr. Black and we were doing all this activism, one time she spent a weekend at my house. And this is when she was going to speak um, before the former rapporteur on torture for the United Nations, Juan Mendez. And I just remember Millicent was upstairs. And like Cheryl, Millicent has a beautiful singing voice. And I'm just hearing her singing and, you know, talking to her and getting to know her. And she's one of the people that, you know, doesn't disappoint. You know, the person that you talk to over the phone and the person that you meet in person, that's the same person. So I, my impression and my admiration continued. Um, I had to stop doing activism after about a year, but um, we did a lot together. And one of the proudest things that I did alongside Dr. Black and others was submitting affidavits into congressional record. I know that right now that may not seem like it was so long ago. It went through the United States Senate Intelligence Committee, but I really know, I know that they are in there. It was verified by um, someone from the NSA, so they're still in there. And I know one day that that's going to pay off for, for all of us. So I um, want to thank you there. Now, my story um, gets, gets really bad, and I'm, this is about Dr. Black, so I'm not going to go into all of my details. 
but um, I have to talk a little bit about me so that you understand what's happened. Um, I stayed in touch with Millicent throughout the years. I had conversations with Millicent, you know, while she was in school and, you know, becoming a pastor. And she would tell me about, you know, just the, I will call it the high bar that she would have to jump, you know, above everybody else just to get through school because of the targeting. And she did it, uh, seminary, I mean, and she was successful and, you know, has created this church. And um, back in 2018, um, I was, for the second time, a victim of medical kidnapping. Now, I didn't know how severe it was at the time. Um, I did actually watch them this time um, where they took me to one of those phony fake emergency rooms, no other patients but me, and I saw them inject me. But I didn't, and then they put something in me that made me pass out. And I woke up in another place with injection marks over my body. And I didn't, but I still didn't know how bad it was. I, I didn't know at that time, even after being targeted severely since uh, 2011, how much they used drugs and chemicals and all of that. Um, but that became clear after 2018. Well, I was in another one of these phony mental institutions that Dr. Black has, you know, created petitions about and fought against. Um, in her work, in her activism, and at some point, uh, you know, in there, because they always keep me so gosh darn busy when they are really at this high-level targeting with me, I did get a hold of Dr. Black, and I'm not, to this day, and maybe she can tell me more later, I don't even know what all help she did while I was in there, but I know that they were threatening me with forced medication, and they were threatening me with a hearing. Well, that was dropped. Um, and I was released and I talked to Melissa again and she's like, where are you? And I said, well, I'm just walking around the streets right now. I have, I have nowhere to go. I, I don't have any money. And she said, you've got to get off the streets. You have to, you know, they're going to pick you up again. And she and Refuge After Storm uh, collected enough money for me to stay in a motel. You know, uh, they didn't pay for, I, I think, a whole week. It might have ended up being a week, but it was like every night. And, and that was time because I was so drugged that I wasn't thinking clearly. And Dr. Black knew that. Um, and so that gave me the time, um, you know, to get my car and figure out the next place to go. Uh, unfortunately, they had destroyed my car, um, so you know I didn't have a car to get anywhere. But through Dr. Black and others figuring out a ride to get from point A to point B, and then Dr. Black also had uh, a friend in the area who helped me out, and that is that was I mean that's life saving. That is absolutely life saving, and then. I went on with my life. I think I've been, I've lived in eight or nine states everywhere I go, partially due to the criminal element within the TI community, which I have, unfortunately, I know very well. Um, you know, uh, I've been bounced from place to place and um, ended up um, eventually in Baltimore. Now, back when I was a television reporter in Washington, D.C., which I had a long-standing career as a reporter, both in mainstream and in alternative news, I have a master's degree, I have a fellowship, and um, I remember I was covering Occupy D.C. right at the beginning of me being targeted for the first time and not knowing what targeting is, and I remember one of these fake homeless people because you know there's people out there who are homeless and there are people who are, are, are pretending and this fellow said to me in two years you're going to be where i am right now 
And I thought, what are you saying? You know, I'm, I've always been independent. I've always figured out a way to make money. I'm certainly not lazy. I put myself through college and graduate school. What are you talking about? These are the thoughts in my head. And I never forgot that statement. It was so odd. Well, they did it in 2019. And as I said, in part due to the, to the criminal element within the TI community. And I was on the streets, me, on the streets. You never think it's going to happen to you. You never think you're going to be targeted so bad. They not only destroyed one car, they set another car on fire on, on the way to Wisconsin. Uh, they destroyed my computer. My phone barely worked. So when people want to know why I'm in and out and missing in action sometimes, it's because I have had absolutely no resources or the only time I've had enough charge on a phone because they would somehow destroy the, the charging ability or the charging portal was just to call someone and say, I am so hungry. Can you please give me $20? For somebody like me to have to call people and ask for money for food, I tell you, you get over your pride when, you're, when you are really, really starving. Well, that's another time, the storm, a refuge after a storm, and Dr. Black came in. I mean, I remember you know, calling Dr. Black and saying to her, Melissa, send me $25. I'm starving. I'm starving. And um, I wasn't homeless that long. Um, and I never really felt like I was homeless. I endured harassment by, you know, all kinds of people, uh, homeless outreach people, police. Um, a couple months in Baltimore, that's where two of my, I had three cats, two were stolen. Um, and that's yeah. Well, anyway, and then and and then I went to Florida, and and then ended up being homeless there, you know, for a couple of months, always getting tricked by somebody. You know, this is a safe place, and then being tricked, and then getting kicked out with no notice. But I have to say, refuge after storm and Dr. Black. No matter how much I like disappeared, and they didn't know what was going on, they kept their faith in me. Gloria's helped me so many times too, and Cheryl and Helena, and of course Jax. And I am um, utterly, you know, so very appreciative. And I, I would just like to say, I mean, you know, closing up. And I hope Gloria, I didn't go over five minutes. I had no idea I'd become so emotional, but you told me that the Holy Spirit speaks through me, girl. So I am. And uh, I guess this conversation with Dr. Black and others has has been long overdue, but. That when they injected me, they made it so I couldn't talk, so I would lose my voice. They did it to my cat, too. And all this stuff has been in detoxing out of my body. So I'm getting back, and I'm nearly well. But I just want to say that we are blessed to have Dr. Millicent Black in our life. We are blessed to have this amazing church of strong women and men, too. But I just heard women tonight, and, you know, I'm a woman, so don't call me any names. But um, I just say these strong people on here who are followers of Dr. Black. And as was said earlier, that Dr. Black has had the strength to get through um, whatever she has to go through, which I know is, is horrible, and to be a leader in this community. And I am sure one day... She's famous in the TI community, and I'm sure that one day she is probably going to have um, more fame as well when all of these crimes um, get exposed. But we are on the front lines of God. We are facing some of the most evil people 
on this planet. And just by surviving and just by being alive and just by sticking together and just by doing God's work and just by being good people, we are beating and overcoming this enemy. This will be exposed one day. I have no doubt. God is the winner and we are the winner in this. So I just want to just once more thank everyone who's helped me and thank you, Dr. Black. And uh, God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You're a blessing, girl. Rhonda. Sister Rhonda. Thank you so much for that beautiful testimony. Thank you so very, very much. Now we'll hear from our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, as she introduces the preacher who will deliver the preach word today. She'll introduce the preacher, which will be followed by a praise and worship song. And then the preacher, Reverend Val, Var, excuse me, Verlene Jones, will deliver the preach word. Here's Reverend Black. Yes, Reverend Black. Good evening. Y'all, I have never cried so many tears before on a virtual church in my life. But I'm so thankful to be able to come to you to introduce my, my cousin and my goodness, longtime prayer partner, friend, Amen. church. Man. Associate, <laughs> retreat goer. <laughs> We've been many places together, and all of them Amen. I am happy to have been in service Amen. of the Almighty God. Sister Verlene Jones, Minister Verlene Jones, Reverend Verlene Jones, is a, a graduate of Tennessee State University. Middle Tennessee State University and Emmanuel Baptist College. She taught in the school system, the public school system for 28 years. And for the last 19 years, she's been in, in the formal ministry. Now, what I wrote down, Berlin, after that is, in about 40 years, she was bootlegging. <laughs> <laughs> But she is also an anointed singer, a Sunday school teacher, and a prayer warrior leader, in addition to being a prayer warrior. She's the mother of two children and two grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. Amen. In her young age, she is now giving full time to the ministry as she ministers to the church, the community, and to her family. Amen. She is a wonderful woman of God, dedicated to the Lord God Almighty, and will bring you a blessed and encouraged Jean word this evening. It's my delight to introduce to you and to present to you my, my cousin, my sister in the ministry, my sister in prayer, Reverend Verlene Jones. God bless you. 
Praise God, whom all blessings flow. Good afternoon to all of you, to Dr. Black and to any other the ministers that are there and to the waiting congregation, those who are online. I am just great and grateful today for another opportunity to come and to be used and to be a blessing. It is my sincere prayer that as we uh, proceed that you will receive a blessing, a word of encouragement. I am, too, am so grateful to Dr. Black for her gifting, for she has truly encouraged me in many hours that we've spent together in prayers and going to retreats and all those things. I, too, concur with everything that's been said because she's truly a blessing and a sincere servant of God, and she's touched my life so many different ways, and I just, I love her, and sometimes we get on our busy schedules, and we don't talk often, but we know that we know where each other lives, we know each other's phone number, and she has always been there. This um, afternoon, I, I want to just speak a word in brief, because we're going through some times right now that all over the world, many people have lost faith, they've lost their hope, they've lost loved ones, they've lost jobs. We're living in a crucial time. And today I want to talk with you briefly about holding on to hope in the time of adversity. As I listen to you share, you have gone through some adversity. Many of us. Nobody's story is the same. Adversity can come in many forms, through health and sickness and disease. It can come through finances, work when we have a toxic environment, marriage relations with abuse and unfaithfulness, addictions, wayward children. We've all had our share, as some song said, words of something, we've had our share of ups and downs. But thanks be to God that we're here today, that we are blessed and highly favored. Because had it not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? Let us pray. Our Father and our God, thank you for another opportunity, oh God, to just say thank you. We pray right now, God, that in this ministry, God, that that a word will be said, a word will be felt and received, oh God, that will strengthen our hearts as we go through our daily journey. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm going to be looking at Psalms 42. Psalms 42. In its entirety. It's a powerful message for us who are going through. This message uh, helps us to know that there is refuge. As we look at the text, the text begins, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night. 
while they continue to say unto me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my heart in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept holy days. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou quieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. I'm going to stop reading there. But in, in this particular text, we, we see David crying out to God, why so chances for the water brook? As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee. It, David is, is, is comparing his thirst, his desire for God to a deer wanting water, who's needing water. He's thirsty. I believe the word said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. But David is, is thirsting. He wants, he wants the presence of God. And he says, when I come and appear, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night while they continue to say unto me, where is thy God? We know that David was a man considered a man after God's own heart. And here we see David, David thirsting after God. So what, what's the problem? Where is David? Why does, why does he feel this great need for God? And he says, when shall I come? David finds himself in, in, in a, it's like in a, being in a desert, not necessarily a physical desert, but a spiritual desert. He has a desire to be where the presence of the Lord is. For some reason, he is lacking. Now, we who know some about the Bible, we know that David had to run away from Saul one time. Then he had to run away from his son, Absalom. And as I began to study, it, it seems that the theologian feels like that this is the time when David had to flee from his son, Absalom. And he can't go back the place where he could be in the presence in the, in the, where the ark of the, uh, the ark is. He can't get back there. And since he's not in the place where the Holy Spirit falls, where the power is, he is longing. And he says, as the deer panted after the water brook, so panted my soul after thee, O God. And he says, in, 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 in the fourth verse, he says, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I have gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept the holy days. He's remembering the time when he was able to go to worship without any inhibitions. He, was, he, he remembered the time and the joy and all the, 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 the glory that, that came when he went to the house of God. Remember he said to one of the Psalms, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And he, then he asked himself, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? He asked the question. And then he answers it. He says, hope thou in God. Hold on 
to hope when you're going through adversity. I don't know what you're going through. If we see David, a man after God's own heart, who is so wanting to be in the presence of God, he asks himself, why am I feeling this, 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 this dryness? Why am I feeling like I'm in a desert and I can't get water? I can't, not the, not the literal water, but why can't I get refreshed? Because at this time, he couldn't be where the ark was, where there was power. So he asked himself, well, how many of you had this feeling sometimes when you're, you're feeling like you, you, there's a heaven, there's a spirit of heaviness in your spirit, and you don't, sometimes you can't figure out what that heaviness is? David says to us, hope thou in God, because God knows everything. He knows about everything we're going through, even sometimes when we've got so much going on in our lives. So many things can come as we feel so pressed down that we can say too, like David, as the deer panteth after the water, but so panteth my soul after thee. Because we want to be refreshed. We want to be restored. We want to be delivered. But David's message is, hope thou in God. Or he said, I will yet praise him for the help of his countenance. How many of you know it's nothing like calling on the name of the Lord because there's power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus because we know that when, 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 when we say the name of Jesus, devils have to flee. We have the authority in Jesus' name. Hope thou in God. And he goes on to send that picture, oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hill Mysa. And then he goes on in that sermon. He said, Deep calleth unto thee at the noise of thy water spout. All thy ways and thy billows are gone over me. And as I read that and said it, it says one thing after another. David is talking about deep calling. One thing. Seems like one thing happened, and before I've gotten out of that thing, look at our lives today. We look at this pandemic, jobs lost. We, we thought that the, the, the pandemic was, was slowing down. Now we see it's picking back up, and we thought maybe we could have hope that we're about halfway through it. Then here it comes again. It's, David is feeling overwhelmed. His spirit is overwhelmed, and he's just crying out to the Lord. He wants refuge. He wants to be restored back to, do we not all want to get out of our stuff? Do we not all want to see some light at the end of the tunnel? David feels like he's in a tunnel. He, he, he just, his soul is so down. He said, why is my soul so disquieted in me? And then he encourages himself. He says, deep calleth unto deep. And the noise of thy water spout, all thy waves and thy billows are gone over him. He feels like he's under the water. It's so much pressure on him. He feels like there's no way out. He feels like the, if the, his problems are covering him up. But yet, I like what David does. He says, encourage thyself in the Lord. David knew where his help came from. But even in our humanness, even we know that the Lord is on our side, even though we know that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper, we still get weak sometimes. 
David was human. David knew he had done some wrong things. He'd had somebody killed. David knew he had done some wrong things. And he knew that he had to go through some things as we do. Sometimes our adversity comes brought on by ourselves, by choices that we make. But David sits here in a desperate situation that his soul is so in despair that he cries out. But then he says, I remember. He remembers some good times in the midst of his situation. So if we continue to focus on the negative, we've got to remember that we've got to hold on to hope. Because once we don't look, keep our eyes on the prize, if we don't look at Jesus Christ, the one who went through all kinds of persecution, but yet he overcame by the power of God. Because he did exactly what his father told him. Now he's sitting at the right hand of the father making intercession for us. So what we have to do is just hope thou in God, no matter what we're going through. I don't know what anybody's story is who's listening to me right now, but we all got a story. Even though the sun may be shining in our lives right this minute, as David said, deep, he talked about the deep. When he talks about that, he just said, times you get out of one thing, something else happens, and every day, every day, at times, there's something happening in our lives that, that causes us to be disquieted in our spirit. Sometimes, as I shared with you earlier, it's a physical thing. Sometimes, it's, a, it's your marriage. But we have to go through these things, but we have to continue to hold on to hope in the midst of adversity. We don't know what we're going to face the rest of these days. I, I've listened to the number of, of deaths that have, have happened in the last few days. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to be our number, our child's number. We don't know what's going to happen. With the financial thing, the, the uh, election, we don't know. But one thing we can be assured of, that no matter what the enemy is doing in the earth, God sits on the throne. It's all in his hands. And we cannot let go of our hope. We know that there are people who are on the edge of suicide. Many people have committed suicide. But don't lose hope. David says, hope thou in God because there is a better day coming. We just got to be patient and, as Paul did, fight the good fight of faith. Lord, I may not have a roof over my head today, but I'm trusting you because you said you'll provide all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You may not have a job right now, but the same thing, Lord, your word says, you are my provider. You will provide everything that I need. I can't lose hope. I have to continue to just hold on and believe by faith that your word is true because you said you watch over your word to perform it. He hasn't forgotten about us, even though sometimes, as David seems to cry out in this thing, he feels like God has forgotten him. He says, deep calls unto deep at the north of thy waters by all thy ways, and thy billows are gone over me. He feels like there is no hope. And he said, yes, in that eighth verse, yes, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the nighttime his song shall be with me. 
and my prayer unto God of my life. We have to remember that no matter what we see, we have to walk by faith, not by what we see. We've got to put God's word in our mouth and make a declaration and take a stand and let the devil know whose side we're on. He's coming. In every way, shape, form, and fashion, he can come. But we must not let the darkness shut out the light. We have to let the light on the inside of us rise up. Let the enemy know whose we are. Not only whose we are, but what, what, does, what, what does God promise us? What, what does he promise? I will not leave you nor forsake you. David knew this, but even as I said before, this man, who was a praiser, this man, who was considered a man after God's own heart, knew, but yet he got in a weak place. And we're all human. Thank God for Jesus. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We are more than, if God be for us, who can be against us? He says in that, that night verse, I will say unto God my rock, why hast thou forsaken me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? We're going to be pressed on every side. I said before, the situation, the season that we're living in in America right now, we don't know what's going to be at our door at any time. We don't know. But I want to leave a word with you today. Hold on to hope as David did when he felt such despair. Why have you forgotten me, Lord? How long am I going to have to go through this? I don't know how many of you have ever said that. I've, I've, I've said it sometimes, Lord, how long? But when are you going to answer my prayer? Because sometimes it feels like he's, he hasn't heard us. But if we continue to hold on to God's unchanging hand, remember that we got to keep our hope Stayed on him. I remember uh, Jesse Jackson said, keep hope alive. You got to keep hope alive. Because once hope dies on the inside of us, hope is expecting something good. You have a desire and you're expecting something to happen. We can't give in to say, it's not going to ever be any better. We've got to believe by faith that there's a better day coming. If we continue to hold out and trust God for the journey. And he says here, as with a sword in my bone, my enemies reproach me. While they say daily unto me, where is thy God? And you all not think about this. In the midst of what we're going through now, just as David was going through his trial, there's somebody saying, where is this God y'all talk about all the time? Say he's a good God. Why is he allowing all these people to die? Why is he allowing all these people to get COVID? Why is he allowing all these people to lose their jobs? Our job is trust God for what he said. I will supply all your needs. I have not forgiven. I, I will be with you all the way to the ends of the world. Trust God's word. No weapon formed against you is going to He says, many of the afflictions of the righteous. He says, I deliver you out of all of them. I watch over my word to perform it. And everybody's life is not going to be the same. But one thing we can keep in our spirit, that I know that there is a God who sits high and he looks low. He has not forgotten about me, but Lord, whatever your will is for my life, 
God, just help me to bear the cross. Because we are cross-bearing children. We're put here, and we're going to be persecuted. We're going to have to go through some adversity. But just like David said, even when he was in despair, he brought himself up by saying, hope thou in God. And even he said, even in the midst of this, he said, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, in the night song, shall he be with me and my prayer unto God of my life. We've got to hold on to our faith, hold on to our hope. We're not hopeless. We're not hopeless because he's ever ready to hear our cry, but we've got to fall on our face and be sincere. He says the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avail is much. We can't stop praying. No matter what we see in the natural, we got to stand by faith, decree, and declare what we want God to do in our lives and believe it, walk it out. He says you can speak to the mountain and tell it to be cast in and shall not doubt in your heart. You can have what you think. Have faith in God. We've got to continue to walk by faith and not by faith. Keep the hope. Keep expecting. That's what hope is. I expect God to deliver me. I expect him to open a door that's been closed. And I expect him to heal me. I expect. Even in that, if you have made your calling and election sure, whatever God's answer is, yea or nay, can be at peace with God's decision. Hope thou in God. The psalmist says, when waves of affliction sweeps over the soul and sunlight is hidden from view, if ever you are tempted, fret or complain, just think of his goodness to you. Because even if there's some things wrong in our lives, we can thank God, we can see, we can walk, Thank God that, that even I may not have a roof over my head, I still have legs, I'm still not in pain. There's so many things we can look around and thank God for. Because it's sometimes not what happens to us, it's our perspective of, our perspective of what God has done for us, of what's happening to us. So we have to hold on to our faith. Keep our spirits lifted. He said, I the psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes into the hill from whence cometh all my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Our help comes from above. We can't look to the White House, the courthouse, nobody else's house on earth for our solution. Christ is our solution. But we have to hold on to what we know in our spirit, what the word says about us, because we're king's kids. We're king's kids. No weapon, he says, formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against us shall be condemned. That's the heritage of his children. But we've got to know that we know that we know what our heritage is. We are joint heirs of Christ. And we have authority in the name of Jesus. Hope thou in God. As a sword. In my bone, mine enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, where is thy God? There are many saying this, many who are believing, many who are going to come to Christ because of this pandemic, and many are going to be driven far away and saying that you all talk about this God, but where is he? 
Why is he allowing all these things to happen? We have to know that God had a purpose when he formed this earth, and his purpose is going to be fulfilled however he chooses to fill it. But we have to know that, that if we have our lives lined up with him, are loving him and loving our brothers and our sisters, which is what he told us is the greatest commandment, love him first and then love our brothers and sisters, then we are right. Paul said to, to be absent of the body, to be present with the Lord. No, we're not ready to go right now, but, but, but if we got our business fixed up, if we have made our calling and election sure, then we, 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 we can hold on to hope because there's a better day coming for us. Then the last verse, he says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall praise him, who is the help of my countenance and my God. He knew that God was his source. God was his help. God was the one who could ease the stress he was giving. God is the one. He's the only one we have have to keep holding on to God's unchanging hand. We know that later on, uh, David able to go back and take the throne back, carry out the charge that God had given him. But he had, he, he had left, he, he wasn't on the, sitting on the throne. Because Absalom had, get, had gotten all the folk against him, and David had to run for his life. So he wasn't there. But he made his way back after a period of time. And uh, if you read that in <clears throat> but we have to hold on to hope. Don't lose your hope in the midst of adversity. And many times the, the way can get so hard, it can get so dark that you want to throw in the towel. But lift up your head through your gate. <clears throat> and be you lifted up the everlasting door, and the King of Glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? We have a refuge, you all. He is our refuge. He is our strength. So whatever we're going through, I just tell you to lift up your head. Lift up your head. Lift up your head. So how do we hold on? How do we hold on to hope? One of the things the way we hold on to hope, as I said earlier, don't focus solely on what you're going through, but focus on the one who's able to bring you through. And then the second thing, to encourage yourself in the Lord, no, no matter what you see, no matter what you're going through. Tell yourself what the word says about you. By your stripes, I'm healed. I'm more than a conqueror. God's phone, who can be against me? I'm the head, not the tail. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I'm the, I'm the lender, not the bar. Fill yourself up in your most holy faith. Because at the end of the day, our lives are in God's hands. And there's a purpose to our situation. No matter what we're going through, there's a purpose in it. And we've got to go the way that God has plotted out our lives. We just have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We will make it through. God bless you, and may he keep you. But no matter what you're going through, hope thou in God. Hold on to hope in the midst 
of adversity. Because in the next few days, weeks, months, the rest of this year, and maybe we don't know, even into next year, we're going to face some things. But let's not lose hope. Let's just continue to lean on God because he's our only source. God bless you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Reverend Jones, for that powerful message of hope. Thank you. Let us listen to a praise and worship song celebrating that message. It will be followed by the invitation to discipleship. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. It's not finished. It's not ending. It's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. God is in all things are new. 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 Hello? Hello? What happened? Hello, it looks like she's been, looks like uh, Sister Cheryl's been knocked out. Just a second. There she is. Hello. 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 We're here. We're here. Hi, it's Ariana. Hi. A song is playing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm on the subway, and someone's got their music playing. Okay, we're having church. Do you want me to call you when I get off the subway? Uh, no, just but you need to put yourself on mute. Okay, I will. 
The invitation um, 
just want to confirm that um, Helena, Sister Helena, is not here, correct? Correct. I think um, maybe my, my turn. We surely have been challenged and encouraged to hope, put our hope in God, even though the hard times come, even though the times of darkness seem to be collecting around us. The encouragement, the word for the day, is to put your hope in God. As we turn our attention to the invitation to discipleship, I want to tell you about other ways by which you can become a member of Refuge from the Storm Church. And we certainly are opening our doors wide to invite you to become a member of Refuge from the Storm Church by full membership, which is attained by your profession of faith in Christ and in the Trinity by committing your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness to the church. A full member is officially added to the membership records and can vote and fully participate in the church business. Then there is an option for an associate membership. An associate membership enables one to retain their full membership with the congregation in their local community or some other denomination. Yet they can participate in the church ministry team meetings and also in the service. The invitation from Jesus Christ is to come unto me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Remember that Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their road. Some steps to take on the road to salvation are one, admit you can't save yourself from sin. Two, be willing to repent and turn from sin. Three, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. Four, invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. And then pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I can't save myself from sin. I know I am not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sin. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. We suggest that you start growing in your faith and in grace by reading your Bible. Two books that we suggest are the book of John and the book of Ephesians. And then we want to know about the decision that you've made today. And you can do that by emailing us at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org to become a member 
for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. This prayer, and you are on the call and can remain until the end of our service. We want you to stay on, and after the benediction has been given, we'll be happy to pray with you about the decision that you've made and welcome you into this congregation at Refuge from the Storm Church. Amen. Amen. Now we'll hear more expressions of appreciation and encouragement regarding appreciating Pastor Nelson. The first will come from Brother Bob Pierce. Second one will be a recording from Sister Nola Anderson. Finding refuge from the Storm Church is definitely one of the best things that happened in my life. I remember arriving at the website, feeling so encouraged, reading and rereading how Refuge from the Storm was a church fellowship for the targeted individual. I had felt so alone, and now I had a place and a community to go to, and a place for spiritual support. I am very grateful and appreciative of all your efforts to found and lead this church. I'm so grateful to find a place of belonging, a community that understands what I'm going through, and worship services with sermons and messages that speak to target the targeting I'm experiencing. I'm personally appreciative for your concern for every TI. I see that in the kindness and concern you should demonstrate to others and the kindness and concern you have shown to me. You really have a heart for the TI community and it's heartwarming to see and experience. I look forward to the Saturday afternoon service and am motivated by, your, by the messages. Knowing or at least having some idea of the intensity of your targeting gives, me, gives the messages a weight that I do not think I would have been, would have been possible for me otherwise. I also value the opportunity to join with others in the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday prayer times and hope to do that more in the future. Though initially reluctant, I have quickly grown to appreciate the opportunity to help out with talk to for the services. I say that I, I say all that, but words can't really express my appreciation. I wish I could give you a hug. Thank you for all that you do. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hello, my name is Nola Alexander, and I greet each and every one of you that's gathered here today to celebrate Pastor Millicent Black's fifth anniversary. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Pastor Black, congratulations on your fifth anniversary as the founder pastor, and teacher of Refuge from the Storm Conference Church. To God be the glory. Millicent, I know it wasn't easy going, going from Tennessee to Ohio, Ohio to Tennessee for school. I know it wasn't easy studying, 
writing papers, and taking tests. And I know when God gives you a vision and you share it with others, not all will follow. That's not easy. But he gave you a faithful few. Hallelujah. And with the guidance of the Holy Spirit in the mix, a few has turned into many. You even have members worldwide. Thank you, Jesus. Millicent, you started this church to reach out and serve the TI community and others serving and seeking Christ. Thank you for keeping your eyes on Jesus so that we would have a refuge from the storm and targeting where the spirit of God and his word keeps our heart, our minds, and our souls against our enemy. May God continue to bless and keep you. You're my pastor and my friend. Millicent, I love you. Thank you. Amen. 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 We thank you, Noah, for those precious words of appreciation. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song as our closing hymn. Final remarks and the benediction offered by Pastor Millicent will follow. We are victorious. We are victorious. Nothing can conquer us. We are victorious.
Amen. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. Well, I tell you, I've been overwhelmed today and, and all month as you all have given your words of, of encouragement, your words of thanks, your words of, of appreciation. And I am so appreciative that God has allowed me to work with you as his people, as his, as his sheep. You know, the word of God says that God will set the shepherd over the sheep. And I had no idea that this is where I would be and or that this is what God would call your latter shall be greater than your former. If we look at the pain, the suffering, the anguish, the sleep deprivation and all the other things that goes along with targeting, how can you say, Lord, that my latter shall be greater than my former? But when we look at service in the kingdom of God, and I've had to have my whole way of thinking realigned to what God's really saying. And he's talking in spiritual language. We live in the natural land. And so the first, our first thought of things when God speaks it is about something natural. Rarely, I think, do we turn to a spiritual interpretation. But truly, I can see the promise of God being fulfilled in my life. When he said, your latter shall be greater than your former. In 2006, I met a woman who had, uh, she was a TI and she had been to another portion of the state of North Carolina where she lived for a revival. She came back and she called me and she was all excited. And she said, Millicent, I, I tell you, that evangelist preached a message. And she said, and it was just for you. And I, she went on to tell me that the, the, name, the text for the message was Job chapter 1. She said, and the title of that message was, Have You Been Considered? She said, so I ask you, have you been considered? Have you and you and you and you been considered? We've all been considered who are going through these horrible times of, of gee survival but depending on god we've been considered like job and then i had a a, a lawyer who had a um, paralegal and i was in some close contact with them for a minute and the paralegal talked to me on the phone and her pastor had had just lost his wife and she was telling me about the funeral of that wife and she said uh, Bishop Paul Morton was at the service and he turned to the husband who was uh, Bishop Joseph Walker and said to him who are you to God that he would have trusted you with this matter and that was to go through a marriage and the sickness and then the death of a woman of God she said, so I, I say that to you, who are you to God that he would trust you with this matter? And I look up to God this afternoon and I say, Lord, thank you for trusting me with this matter. At the time that she was speaking to me, going to seminary wasn't even in my thoughts, wasn't in my plan. Fighting for my life was up for most. 
in my life. But as I turn my attention from fighting for my life and turn it to getting prepared to serve God with the rest of my life, I began to get a blessing. And you all this afternoon are part of that blessing that God has given me for determining to make him the first in my life and the head of it. I thought that uh, when she asked me who was I to God and that the matter that I was being trusted with was fighting, <laughs> was fighting the, the, the perpetrators, y'all. <laughs> Actually standing up to them and praying that others would get saved from the torture, the torment, the terrorization, the trauma of being abused. And that's still in the picture. But I'm so glad that the matter God was talking about was you. Refuge from the Storm Church that actually was born out of yet an extension of going to school. I got the doctorate degree and, and had the inspiration to go on and, and work on a master's degree. And it was while working on the master's that the opportunity for starting the church came. And believe it or not, it came as a part of what's called a class that was called spiritual enrichment. Um, and that's not the actual term, but it was making sure that Christ was formed in me before they set me out to take care of the flock of Christ. And I needed... Uh, I needed 300 hours field experience is what they called them, 300 hours of field experience. And I asked them if I could start a church, a conference called church. And the, uh, the director of the program was kind of excited about it. And he said, sure, if you can get a mentor. And I had met Reverend Jones, our precious and kind Reverend Jones, who also helped to rescue Rhonda, y'all. He was in Dayton, Ohio, where Rhonda was, and I needed somebody to get to her and to get her to a safe place, and I called Reverend Jones. I said, Reverend Jones, I need you to do something for me. And I told him where Rhonda was, and they connected, and he got her to the place that was safe for a while. Reverend Jones is in heaven today, and he's smiling down upon us, I am sure, because he loved Refuge from the Storm Church. We became a priority in his very, very busy schedule. And if you'd been at his funeral service, you would have realized how much we, uh, how much of importance we were for Reverend Jones, because he really had a lot of things on his plate. So thank you all for so many words of kindness, so much love has been shown and expressed. Thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you've said, all the gifts and everything. God is so good to me. My latter truly is better than my former. I, I go through the days and, and it's not a second of the day that I'm not, not tortured. But I find myself so happy. And I guess I could kind of think of the words to the song. I sing because I'm happy. I sing and smile and go through my days with my heart filled with love for the God I serve because I'm free. His eyes are on the sparrows, and I know he's watching me. Thank you so much for all that you have done and all that you are. As we go together, determined to keep God first. My grandmother's favorite uh, 
favorite scripture was Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So as we continue to seek God first, I believe that whatever it is we need, including victory over this darkness. And guess what? We're not the only ones that need it. The whole world does. But God is allowing us to be a, a light in this air, in these areas of darkness, in this world. And we are so thankful for it. As we end this afternoon, and thank you again for your patience and for just hanging in there, we will end with our favorite, uh, one of our favorite blessings, the priestly blessing. After the recorded has stopped, if those of you who desire prayer, if you'll stay on the call, we'll be happy to pray with you. Uh, Reverend Jones, are you are you missing an appointment on a little long? If not, it's okay. I didn't understand what you were breaking up on me. Can you stay around just a little longer after the benediction? Yes, for a few minutes. Oh, yes. Do you have something else to do? I, I really do. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, then we'll go on with our priestly blessing this afternoon. Sister Cheryl, thank you so much for singing. Elder Carolyn, thank you so much for being our wonderful worship leader once again. Uh, Sister Sharon, your prayer was just beautiful. Sister Gloria, we always appreciate you and everything you do, y'all. The, the uh, Newsletter was expressly beautiful to me this week. I am so appreciative to all of you for everything. Brother Bob, it's good to have you on the team. I do want to um, I do want to encourage you all to come in next Saturday. We will be appreciating the rest of the clergy. Re uh, Reverend Myra Buchanan, who is one of our advisors, is going to bring the message. And I pray that you all are sending cards and and, and words of thank you and however way you feel to say thank you to our um, to our other clergy, Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Minister Juanita Purdy, the uh, Wilsons, Terrence and Pamela Wilson in Atlanta and Prophetess Deidre Sterling Williams in Louisiana. And now for our benediction. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them, says the Lord. I thank you all again for, for being with us this evening. Those of you who can stay on after the benediction and desire prayer, please feel free to do so. The rest of you may be dismissed. God bless you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.